This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Now it's time for... We'll have our own C-3PO's, a company called Sanctuary AI, I'm involved with the duck cleaning business, and they call me. Say, let's bring him back to life by using technology. My pods, my phones. We thought Earth regulations were bad. We need to get to the moon and Mars regulations. Homer Simpson, the man who beat me to planet Mars. Can you teach an artificial intelligence? Well, that's a future episode of Tech Talk. All righty, it is 11.33, and it is that time in the week where I feel like, oh my God, my shoulders can almost come down because I'm about to laugh. It is Tech Talk brought to you by Vacuum and Furnace and Duct Cleaning. Hi, Adam Oldfield. Hi, Alex. How you doing? Oh, hey, I'm doing good. How you doing, girl? Huh? Hey, I'm doing good. I don't, I don't even know if we can do this. I think we should probably quit while we're ahead because I'm not sure who we're offending. But I'm like, oh, I'm freelancing. Now. I'm freewheeling on this, but uh, need a good laugh. I always know that you'll provide that. Um, let's talk about a little bit of what you've sent. You've got um, a AI. This is, like an, this, is, this is like a permanent part of the conversation now, but Google Health's AI model is now outperforming radiologists. That's yes. a pretty nice. We won't need to, to worry about fixing our healthcare. We'll just get AI. Right? Well, you know, Everyone will have a doctor in AI. Well, exactly. I think with AI has, and again, artificial intelligence, as we're all acronym, you know, centric here. Uh, Google Health, which is primarily in the U.S., is really uh, upping its game. It isn't in Canada yet, by the way, Alex. And another conversation pertaining to privacy. As if I'd know if it was. <laughs> like, I could be using AI right now, and I would not know. I'd be like, oh, cool. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, it's outperforming the ability and of, of radiologists giving proper analysis of when, you know, lung cancer is uh, one of the most dangerous ones that are, exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. CT scans, we have the CT scans, and, you know, they're not necessarily by observation going to be accurate. And, and what happens is sometimes there are cases where it's been misdiagnosed or, uh, you know, been missed completely. Well, what's AI been able to do is take data, take readings of millions of submissions of CT scans. And recently, they've been able to develop an ability using AI and looking at a CT scan submitted to be able to reduce false positives by more than 10%. Now, the technology is generally used as a supplementary tool, like, oh, well, you know what, if we're really unsure, sure, we'll, we'll try this AI. However, it's been pushing more aggressively that it should be used on a regular basis because of the accuracy with the data history. And we're talking years and years of data history, Alex, like mm-hmm. CT scans of, of multiple patients in the past have now been able to determine that this is going to be able to provide confidence. And again, you know, no, nobody wants to hear they've got cancer, but they sure is it kind of like, is it kind of like, like you can do the home pregnancy test, and then you go to the doctor. Like, like, is it like it's that good? But you got to go to the doctor to check it, right? Like, but if someone felt like they had cancer and you wanted to check, I'm not so sure yeah. you want to be self-checking for that stuff. 
is right. it is it well, going to be as reliable like, or is it always going to be you have to be checked out that's the argument it's, it is going to be more reliable it is going to be in fact it is more reliable now and this is the part which is going to be which we're seeing the medical benefits of what artificial yeah. intelligence can do is give you an and by the way if it's caught early enough as we know it can sometimes be addressed right and that's of been part of the yeah. issues so um if it's not addressed or not caught in time it could be, you know, well, it's, it's life-threatening. So this is the biggest benefit that I saw was that Google Health has really, uh, again, uh, we don't know much about that in Canada because Google Health doesn't exist in our country, but in the future- Will we be able to put our links on it, by the way? <laughs> and connect to Tech Talk, all about Google Health. Uh, no, <laughs> not, not available, not, not in this, um, not in this year anyways. <laughs> in the next 20 years? I mean, obviously, this would be something that has to be, of course, they'll have to, like, slow it all down with, like, regulations and all that. But this could be ultimately a game changer because, you know, the idea is, you know, my sister in the U.S. can go this afternoon and she can get an MRI. Me? I waited eight months. So if you had yeah. something like a technology like this and you could outfit it in every hospital, every clinic, every doctor office, imagine the amount of time that would save doctors. You know, like, it's, it, there's so much potential here to alleviate a lot of the problems we have, right? Yeah. And again, the concern is, and this is the argument that probably won't be coming to Canada, is that Google mm. very much discloses that the medical data that's being entered in red and used. <laughs> of course, of <laughs> right? course, of course. I mean, course. we've got privacy, yeah. which you've just commented. In Canada, our, our, you know, we're making the, uh, uh, the EU look like they're almost wussies when it comes to uh, laxing off on rules. So that's, that's unfortunately, and it's a private, everyone, you know, Google is a private company and you're given that private data, medical private data into the hands of the mighty Google. Yeah, well, no, nonetheless, I think the next decade, certainly in this technology is going to be really, really interesting. And I do think there'll be very many people who say, well, I can't get a doctor, so I'll, yeah. I'll buy the private stuff. Like I'll, I'll, I'll risk that, right? Um, hey, have you have you been able to figure out when are we able to say you know formally known as Twitter? Is that like a thing that's going to be with us forever? <laughs> it's so annoying. Every time I hear someone talk like formally known as Twitter, I'm like, well, duh. I mean, I'll always call it Twitter because it's just Twitter. Like, a, <laughs> but formally known as Twitter. You know, I, I like to refer to myself. My name's Adam. Formally known as Smart. Um, you know, <laughs> it doesn't well, that, no, that wasn't right. That wasn't right. It formally known as Fun. Very well, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be the official new name. The formerly known as is now the official name of the actual uh, X of, you know, X is just too broad. No one's going to be able to remember. I, I, yeah. You know, it, it, it's yeah. just got too much broadness to it. Yeah. And it's not catchy. Uh, new smart glasses. So I think this is interesting. Ergo three, and I'm sure you probably have them. It has uh, two of these types of glasses, solo chat and solo translate. Okay. So am I guessing this is a smart glass, pair of glasses that you could wear overseas traveling and it makes well, your life a lot easier trying to communicate with someone? Because that would be amazing for 90 Day Fiance. You know, you probably it, don't even know you're, what that you're is. on the right track. <laughs> yes, they're spectacles. Okay. And what's unique about these ones, and we've seen the meta versions of Ray-Bans and other you know, smart glasses that exist. These are unique in a way that... There's two versions, as you commented. There's Solos Chat and Solos Translate. They're two sets of glasses, so you will have to change them, inter, uh, you know, interchange them as needed. So the first one, Solos Chat, integrates directly with Chat GPT. So think of it as wearing a set of glasses, 
and you can now talk your questions, speak out loud your, maybe you want to ask it something or tell me what I should what, say. What would I, what would you ask it? Like, uh, what, like, how, uh, what, what's like, like a, a phone number or information yeah, or how to pick up a chick. A okay. Uh, you use it for a search, but really where it would be more important is say you're about to do a speech and you want to say something, but you don't know the proper way to say it. You would more or less tell it in advance, click a button. It would then reword it for you. And imagine watching a teleprompter and you could now through your glasses, be able to obviously see answers of which chat GPT could give you. And then the other one, which is wow. what you guessed was solos translate. Mm. It would take the ability of listening to whatever language is being spoken and translate it in your native language within the lenses. So you'll be able to see in real time what is being said to you. So if someone's talking trash, you'll be able to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know what you're saying here. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's the ability, as you commented, it's the ability to actually have a conversation sitting in a cafe. You're in a, you're in a country, you don't speak the native language. And I'm looking for a Russian bride. Uh, no, yeah, no. It's, <laughs> it will help you with everything you need in the proper well, I mean, I mean, you need to say. Not, not to be funny or cheeky, um, I mean, a lot of people are online dating, and a lot of people are meeting people outside their jurisdiction, and, and then they meet in person, and they're like, oh, I can't type yeah. to you anymore, I've got to talk to you, so, so you can wear these little glasses, and that will help. Correct, not, yeah. uh, and, and I mean, think of it as customer service, too. I mean, you know, no longer will your language be an inhibitor in any communication, no matter where you are, whether you're, you know, even in Canada, you can wear the glasses, visit anyone, deliver, a, if you're an Uber delivery, Uber Eats, you'd be able to have a conversation mm -hmm. in your native language and be able to communicate without any miscommunication between the parties. All right, well, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, when's this coming to market? Is it on the market? It's coming to market. Yep, this coming year. They made the announcement. They've just been uh, integrated with the, the chat GPT uh, systems, proving its operations. And then we're expecting to see it come out uh, next year. We should be expecting in the springtime. Mm. All right. Well, that, that'll be interesting to see how it develops and what goes wrong. Because I always ask that. What could go wrong? All righty. Uh, Sony is uh, bringing a 20 megapixel image sensor inside a film roll canister. What the hell is that? What is that? I'm like, is that a camera? I'm like, oh, this sounds nifty, but what is it? Is it like a camera? Does it hold film? Yeah, great question. And you know what? It's, uh, <laughs> what is it? Great question. It's a fancy word for the old days. You know, remember the old, oh, the old I like, days? Oh, I do. When you took a photo, you had your camera, you buy a roll of film at the little oh. photo booth, you stick it mm -hmm. in the camera, you roll it out, you crank it a couple times, and you got your 35-millimeter Canon it. camera. Well, what they've done is said, you know what, there are thousands, hundreds of nostalgic retro cameras on a shelf collecting dust, and they were capable of taking really, really great photos. Well, the Fujifilm capability is back, and what this is is it looks honestly like a film Kill it canister that goes inside your old camera. So you open up your old camera, you take it lo what looks like a roll of film and you would put it in the camera. And then what you do is when you close it, it still works in the classic cameras of the past. And it allows you to take digital photos from your original 35 millimeter camera. So it, it's actually called, I, I think it's the worst name in the world. It's called the I'm back film 
That's the name of this. If you're looking for it and you have a classic camera sitting in a shelf or in a closet and you're like, what? I can make it work again? Yes. Uh, you just buy this canister, put it into your classic camera, and it's called the I'm Back film from Sony and you can now take as many digital photos as you would like with this 20 megapixel image sensor that is honestly tucked inside your old camera so it's uh you know there's just something about hearing the click feeling the yeah you know like you know that moment you just don't have to run to walmart or the fuji film store and wait three days for your film to be developed as if they have those i don't think they have do they have those anymore walmart still i don't think they in some locations yeah trust me my grandmother who's in her 90s (laughs) refuses to get a digital camera so i'm well aware they exist because i'm the one that has to go and take it over yeah i'm on my way graham i'm gonna go yeah i see you take some photos of your of your flower pots Um, i'll take care of you so and just the max slacks too adam i need some max slacks and prunes okay that's funny all right uh, uh apple I don't understand this one. I, Apple advising against uh, Android's USB-C chargers with the iPhone 15. Well, like, doesn't Apple force you to buy a new plug with every one of their phones? Like, who's able to change their phone charger with that thing? What have I been missing? Well, if the Apple, if you just got your new Apple iPhone 15, you must be very excited. It has a USB port, which was the biggest news. Right? Oh. You plug it in, oh. works with all USBs. Yay! Except, not really. So if you've got an iPhone and you might have had an old USB cable laying around from an old Android device or some other electronics that you had that plugged in, well, the thing is, Apple, of course, it doesn't play well with other manufacturers' cables. So uh, they're really, really pushing. And the issue is, is that it's overheating the iPhones. So you can cause damage, uh, not just uh, uh, heating damage, uh, but electrical damage, meaning it could actually fry the circuits where it where you plug it in. So don't even though there's USB cables everywhere and yay, I got an iPhone 15. It's really encouraged. Don't use them um, because you're going to put a lot of pressure on your iPhone. Now, reverse to that. If well, you who's buy buying the iPhone 15? Like, what's so much greater about that than the iPhone 8? You know, 8, I, I think I'm on the 9th. They change so they change so quickly. Like, it's just, do. what does the 15 give me more than the 9? Because I don't even know 90% of the one I got now, you know? Camera resolution. The big thing with the iPhone 15, honestly, isn't much different than the 12, 13, or 14, except mm. for the fact that it does integrate very well with the future tech of what's going to be coming with Apple. So, the VR glasses, that Apple has already announced that are $4,000, uh, which will be coming down in price, <laughs> anticipated. Uh, the camera actually is capable of doing uh, AR. It will be able to, as you film, it's going to be able to integrate into that three-dimensional uh, uh, elements of which Apple provides. So um, most important is the cable. So uh, if, you, if you bought the iPhone 15, don't plug it into any old USB cable. Even though you can, um, make sure you get an Apple cable. On the reverse of that, the Apple cable... Well, hold on, is that just Apple the- saying that? Because they want to sell more cables? No, no, it's not just No, but if Apple, Apple's saying don't buy it... Uh- Apple's encouraging it for warranty purposes. So the biggest issue is that uh, where you plug in the USB, it overheats, and then it ends up damaging the components, allowing it to work. So, uh, but the Apple cable works with Android devices, Alex. So that's the good news. So anyone, if you have an Android, buy an Apple cable, just in case you switch to uh, Apple in the future.
Or just go to Best Buy and buy a cheap one. Uh, or not. No? For your Samsung? Like, if you're on Samsung, I'm not going to buy an Apple product. It's so expensive. All right, well, I guess. Hey, I want to quickly get to this one. Because this one, I think, uh, maybe not right. Well, it would be great if we could get this now. But saving energy using your concrete foundation. Yes. MIT engineers have officially provided the ability of creating a supercapacitor in cement using uh, a concrete, carbon black, and water. Now, these uh, carbon black, by the way, is like from charcoal. It's a, it's a byproduct of, uh, of, of carbon that's, that's created. So these are old. Water has existed for obviously the beginning of time. So, uh, concrete has been around since the Roman era and uh, or Egyptian era for that matter. We've got the three elements have now been able through MIT to create a renewable storage so what that means is in the foundation of a home, um, you, it doesn't exist right now, obviously, in mass product availability, but it will be available probably rolling out in the coming year that concrete will be able to incorporate a power source. So think of it as your foundation as a battery storage. And how it works is that you would charge it either through solar, maybe you could be on the grid, whatever, but your concrete becomes a battery pack that then can be used is, think of it as a generator. Um, it just creates a, an access of energy within your home, um, you know, and, and a powerful source at that, Alex. Like we're talking about the ability to charge or utilize your furnace, your air conditioner, lights, um, you know, and and it's quite in, quite impactful that we could have uh, all foundations will become the future of uh, generating or sorry storing energy. It doesn't storing energy. energy. Yeah. It stores energy and then can be used um, to charge your car, your house, or otherwise. It's kind of it's kind of cool. I'll say that it's kind of cool. It just seems like a thousand years away, but nonetheless. Sounds like a game changer. I don't know where you find these things. I'm like, what is he talking about? What's a super capacitator? All right, now I know. Uh, that'll do it for me, Adam, and you. Actually, it'll do it for you. We'll talk All again. Right. Though. All right, Alex. We'll talk next week. Or sooner. All right, thank you. That's Adam Oldfield. He is uh, Tech Talk, brought to you by Vacuum and Furnace and Duck Cleaning. Honestly, I look at these. I'm like, what is it? Huh? Because I'm still jonesing to get back to the uh, rotary dial phone, right? <laughs> That's the pace I'm aiming to get to. Because it has been a crazy, very busy, very heavy week. So that'll do it for us. And uh, certainly I hope it doesn't get heavier. I certainly hope that miracles prevail and uh, we get away uh, from what I think we're heading to. But nonetheless, lots to cover, lots to come. Kelly Cotrera will join you next, 12 to 3. I'll thank Heather. I'll thank Loretta. It's uh, been, a, a been a week, no question about it. I wish you safety and I wish you health. And um, thanks so much for listening. Appreciate it very much. We'll be back Monday, but we'll get your news top of the hour. Have a great weekend.